0: All right, we're here. You can stop complaining on YouTube. Um, we, uh, we had some technical difficulties because we're doing this from home. It happens. It happens. Um, we're going to do some fun stuff today, though. We've got um, the schedules. We're going to talk about easiest, hardest schedules, uh, some winners and losers, some tough stretches, what that means for things, um, and then we're going to jump into week one. We've, got, we've guessed the lines. We guessed them early this morning before lines came out. We're going to look at where the lines are now. Get some bets in early because it's going to be a long off season and uh, it's going to be a fun show. Let's rock. What was your initial um, reaction, Eric? Because I woke up this morning and it felt like basically every schedule was leaked by, I don't know, noon.
1: Yeah, it was a weird day because you you figured that, you know, Christmas would come early, at least a little bit for, um, you know, some of these teams. But, you know, in, in reality, Uh, you know, it came, it came far earlier than we expected. And so you were piecing it together. You had some, um, leaks that weren't particularly right. Um, I remember I, you know, somebody said that Kansas city was playing in Vegas on a Monday night and I was like, okay, Austin, let's go ahead and buy tickets. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and, uh, (laughs) and I don't think that was the case. Um, but you know, a lot of these, these games have come out. I, I, I'm a, there, there have been some things that I don't think are optimal. Like I think Cleveland um, and uh, I think Cleveland and Kansas City should be a, 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 you know, one of the night games in the first part of the season. Um, but nonetheless, you know, it's it, it, it weird.
0: Looks- I wouldn't have expected you to say that. Well, really it's a surprised. better game
1: than L.A. It's a better game than L.A. versus Chicago. Is it not?
0: One of these days you're going to learn how ratings work. And you will understand why things are the way they are.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm a, I'm a purist from a football the perspective. Chicago
0: bears. When good are one of the highest rated teams and the Rams this year with all the news going on Stafford, all that stuff, that's going to be a big game, um, like guaranteed. So, I mean, I, I, I do agree with you from a pure standpoint, but like, you can't expect um Based on how much they pay for these games, that they're not going to choose the games with higher ratings.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know,
0: just be happy we get a really good
1: opening night game um, with Tampa Bay and and Dallas. Well, what was the reason they don't have two Monday night games on the first uh, week? That seems strange.
0: I think because the late one was so late on the East Coast that it just wasn't wasn't doing that well.
1: Um, I see,
0: I see. That would be my guess. I don't know that for sure, but like, it's so late, man. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's like, brutal. It's I,
1: I, 12. yeah, I mean, but it's fun. They should have that, um, on, they should have that like every single week, frankly. Um, but you know, whatever. Um,
0: Sh- shall we, um, should we jump into, um, some of the schedules, some of the takeaways, easiest, hardest, um, sure. what are some of the things, let me ask you this. So I had some things that I looked at personally from each schedule, basically like team by team. Was there anything that you looked at specifically where you were like, okay, this is something that you know is really gonna affect even either negatively or positively how I view this team's win total or division odds or Super Bowl chances?
1: I think you you do have to look for early season stuff. You do have to look for consecutive games. Um, you know, you you know, let's say three games in a row. Uh, that are on the road or three games Mm -hmm. on a row in the road that are at home. Um, uh, You also like me, I always gravitate towards, you know, which games are being played, um, you know, on the non Sundays, like in case we could go, like, for example, like this is, this sounds weird, but like Bill's Titans is like Monday in Nashville. Like it's literally a game we could go to Mm -hmm. uh, and that'd be week six. That, that looks like, you know, that's two division winners from a season ago that that's a great game. Um, You know, you look at, you know, the fact that the Ravens, like I think, what, two of the first five weeks or three of the first five weeks are on, uh, you know, night games, which, which will be kind of cool. And and then you look at like the, the team, the team that I think like has the most variance and the team, like how, how does the, the NFL schedule the green Bay Packers, right? Because, You could think to yourself, okay, if it's Aaron Rodgers and you give them like sort of two cho- like two noonish of a slate, then you're missing out. But then if you give them Jordan Love, like there, it, it's not going to be quite as good. And, and it looks like you know the first four games for Green Bay, two of them are in the four o'clock slot, and two of them are night games. They have but, a Monday night Monday night game against the Lions, and they have, I believe, a is that is that Thursday. Well, no, they have – yeah, and then Sunday night against the 49ers. Like that could be a game where it's Trey Lance versus Jordan Love and Chris and Al are on that one.
0: Yeah, I, I guess my takeaway from that is I don't think – I think they started the process early enough where I'm not sure they were able to take that into consideration. I think there were so many things that they had to take into consideration that they know currently that my guess is, you know, it was just like – that was all random in terms of the Packers, you know, and I think what might've affected it, I, I know this for a fact, I'm not giving away anything that's um, that I can't tell anyone, but the way that the networks, you know, put that in. And I was talking to Fred Godelli, our buddy executive producer of Sunday night football, future hall of famer. Um, and, and the way that he does, you know, they put in requests and they say, okay, here are the games we want. And, you know, they try and give all of their prime time, the people that are paying all this money, all those networks, as many of those as they can. Right. So, you know, generally, if he's thinking about, OK, what's the best game on the slate that I could pick? I know for a fact that a year ago or two years ago, it might have been he Mahomes Rodgers was his number one game. I, I'm willing to bet anything that he didn't put a Packers game in there as the number one game, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's where I think it changes. And obviously with the flex schedules, it gives them more ability to get out of those later. But like, I think that's how it impacted things. Um, so uh, so in, in looking at that, because I, I have kind of a list here, one of the things I looked at was obviously back to back to back, either home or road without the other set back to back to back on the schedule. So in other words, you know, you might have, um, you know, three home games in a row, but you never have to have three uh, road games
1: in a row. Yeah. Um Which rarely but, happens. You usually get one or the other. Right, you, right. Yeah, you normally either get screwed or you get like kind of a nice little windfall.
0: So so those are some things that, um, those are some things I looked at. Let's, let me call out a few that I noticed here. Um, so a couple things, the first was three, uh, there were a couple teams with no back-to-back road games, um, the Chicago bears, uh, and the New York jets. I like that because we talked about the bears over, um, especially with the Rogers, you know, hesitation and all that stuff. Um, so uh, that was one. And then the jets also have no back-to-back road games, um, which, you know, make of that which you will, they're the jets. Um, uh, but I think, you know, if you're, if you're bullish on the jets, that helps you. Um, another takeaway that I had three, uh, straight road games, the Bengals are Bengals had three straight road games and the Dallas Cowboys also have three straight
1: road games. Um, Cowboys that, featured prominently on, uh, uh,
0: sorry. Say that again.
1: Yeah. Do you think that that's because in Dallas's case, they're, I mean, they're, they're the, they're good and they're a good market, but they're not like the, the, Quintus, like the first night, they're at Tampa. Tampa is really the star, but you you don't want to go Tampa versus you know Carolina in a game like that, right? You want to mm-hmm. go Tampa versus Dallas, but Dallas isn't a prominent enough team to have you know they're not a prominent enough team to be the team to, that's featured. Um, so so then you end up with with what they ended up with, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately for them, yeah.
0: Uh, no, I, I think that's a good takeaway. The other thing, other couple of things that I noticed, and we can jump into the strength of schedules here. But um, Indianapolis has a brutal first five. They play at home against Seattle and the Rams, and then on the road for Tennessee, Miami, and Baltimore. So if Carson Wentz doesn't get into it quickly, um, they could be zero and five, <laughs> one and four, pretty easily. Um,
1: and you know, Carson Wentz is impervious to to to. um uh you know struggles right so um yeah
0: (laughs) I thought that was interesting and then um Kansas City I thought got a really nice schedule um they don't have they have three uh straight home games I didn't think their first four even though you were a little worried about them were particularly hard they have Um, three
1: straight home games straddling a bye yeah So, I mean, that's, that's crazy that, that to me is way, and it's late in the season too. So like they get their buy later in the season after one home game and then they come out of it with two home games. Like that to me seems like way too much of an advantage for, I mean, obviously they're not going to go in and say, Oh, Kansas city's really strong. So we're not going to give them any advantages, but it does seem to me to be like a little heavy handed, right?
0: Yeah, I, I do kind of. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, um, I,
1: I don't know that they thought about that that
0: intentionally, but yeah.
1: Well, yeah, but they're, I mean, they're supposed to be in this, they're supposed to be like in trying to make these things more equitable. And I think, you know, unfortunately, when you think about, you know, the, the, um, the you know the Warren Sharps tweeting you know out all these inequities and everything you know there have been people that have come over the top and said to him you know there these things aren't statistically significant, um, these these things aren't statistically significant and and what you know I'm I'm showing you this right here like it is never really more than like a point per game you know mm-hmm. in strength right. of schedule either direction, um, but it is but it is interesting and it is it is something where. You know the league. I think the league is trying. I think it's also just a difficult problem. I mean, because you're, you know, some of those stadiums are shared by college teams. Some of those, you know, stadiums are shared by base. You know, or the cities are shared by baseball teams, et cetera, et cetera. So you do have, you know, constraints that are that are not just make the most equitable schedule. And you know, the other thing is, is we we really don't know who the good teams are. So like. You know, that we're just trying to make inferences here, but um, notice here at the very top uh, of our strength of schedule, all this is subject to change. In fact, I think I did this even before some of the the markets started to change, Um, but the team with the the heaviest strength of schedule, almost four tenths, no, eight tenths of a point better than average per game um, is, is your Pittsburgh Steelers, George
0: yes um so to, to give people an understanding of that that means you know their average opponent um, has the strongest Elo uh, rating so we're not using um last year's record which you'll see out there just please ignore that that's so stupid um it makes <laughs> it, it, it it makes sense right they they won the um you know division were' not as good of a team um you know as as that was you Know that would make it out to be, um, and the rest of their division are good, man. It's a really good division, so um, that, that makes yeah. a ton of sense to me. Um, and it's another reason to take their under.
1: You look at some of the um, the teams that we've been good with now. I know uh, Steve Fezzik was, you know, the two time winner of the uh, Las Vegas Super Contest, he was on. Uh, our friend Ross Tucker's show. He said, "Oh, look how hard it is for the Falcons." And I do agree. I mean, they only have seven. Sorry, they only have eight home games. Only seven of them are actually played at home because they have the London game. They mm-hmm. are getting screwed there, but the their opponents are not particularly hard, and, and they they open at home. You know, I you know I think that they have a pretty good chance. You know, I've been you know beating the drum for them. I bet a significant amount of money uh, on their over, and you think about. You know, right away, you know, the Falcons get home to Eagles. They should be favored in that game. We'll talk about that in a sec. At Bucks, get that out of the way. At Giants, we think the Giants will be improved, but they won't be favored against the Falcons. Then home to Washington and then at home to the Jets. I mean, George, if we're sitting here, I know these are famous last words, but we're sitting here in the middle of October, four and one, George, mm-hmm. we're halfway home. I agree. I agree right? And then, and then you go Dolphins, which could go either way. Panthers are not as good as the Falcons. Saints are not as good as the Falcons. Saints have a hard schedule. Then they go to Dallas, New England at home, and then Jacksonville before they go and place the, and again, a lot of these are road games. A lot of these, I mean, the Jacksonville game is going to be in London. I think, I believe so. Or maybe the Jets game is in London. I can't remember exactly. The Jets game is in London. That's 9 30 AM. Um but again, like we're talking about the Falcons here, an early buy coming out of that possibly four and one. Let's go! I
0: I feel really good about it. I understand. Certainly, you know, there's a lot of different ways to to look at this, and we're trying to take a holistic pro, a, approach to this. Um, you know, in looking at you know, is it on the road? Is it at home? Um, you know, who are their opponents? Not just looking at their strength of schedule relative to win loss record, but actually, like how good are they? Um, I also think the Falcons are really interesting in that. Their offense, to me, was really good last year, but has a chance to be dramatically better this year with a real offensive-minded head coach and adding maybe the best offensive player in terms of helping your team right now on Kyle Pitts. So, um, so I'm a fan of that. Uh, five hardest schedules here. Pittsburgh, Detroit, New Orleans, Washington, Cincinnati. I mentioned Cincinnati has three straight road games. Um, are, are any of these noteworthy to you?
1: I think Washington is because I know and and you know kudos to you guys and I bet them to win the division when it was different a different number Mm. but like kudos to everybody betting into them but I I don't see it like um, we you know they're a team where you know a lot of people have said that like their defense can incorporate some of Fitzpatrick's errors and I think that that might be true right that might be true but defense regresses and and Fitzpatrick I mean are we talking about him like are we are we evaluating him at the high are we evaluating him at bitcoin before the Elon Musk tweet right like i, I kind of think that if you get sort of career average Fitzpatrick and you get kind of regression to the mean defense and a tough schedule like, are we sure that what the Washington football team is really this team that's going to be anything more than a really competitive team week to week? Not, not but, a winning team. You know what I mean? Th- like this,
0: this is exactly, I, I'm glad you said that because this scares me, right? I've been all on the the Washington football team. I've just been all on them. And, and there's a reason, right? They've gotten a much better quarterback situation, even though it's just Fitzpatrick and maybe Heineke. They've added offensive weapons, um, to Terry McLaurin, both through the draft and in free agency with Curtis Samuel, um, that they um, added William Jackson III. Um, so, look, you, you can control those things. There's only so much you can do when you're playing good teams. I will say this, though. I don't think that the Dallas Cowboys schedule is particularly conducive <laughs> to them getting off to a hot start, and I think that's important. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to bring up uh, – let me put up the uh, – the second six or second five here. Um in Dallas uh actually
1: Dallas overall, is an easier one overall. Has, a,
0: has an easy schedule overall, but they start with Tampa Bay and then they go to is it the Chargers? Yep. Both on the road and look, they're going to they're going to lose to Tampa Bay, okay? I'm sorry. I, you can be bullish on the on the Cowboys if you want, um but playing Tom Brady off of a Super Bowl with that team Buddy, it's going to be a long night, okay? Um, and then you go to the Chargers, who I feel like the Cowboys' awful loss going to play the unassuming Chargers is a recipe for disaster. They go 0-2, and that's all anyone is talking about. I'm telling yeah. you, they, like, get up in the morning, like doesn't even know there are 31 other teams in the league. It's like Mike Greenberg comes on and he goes, the first hour, what's wrong with the Cowboys' offense? The second yes. hour, what's wrong with their
1: defense? But they don't play another team, George, they don't play another team that scares me at all, literally the next 15 games. That's true. So they go Eagles at home, Panthers at home, Giants at home. So they go Mm 0-2, let's say they go 0-2. They got three straight at home right after that against three teams that they're all going to be favored against. Then they go to the Pats. That might be Mac Jones, baby, at that time. Then they go to Minnesota, a place that Andy Dalton stepped into last year and beat the Vikings. And then they go home to Broncos. It's a nice break to get the Broncos at home. And then they go home to Falcons. Again, Falcons imminent that that, that game's a pick'em. And then home to Raiders at Saints. Saints, you know, by then, who knows? You know, we could be seeing the first chapter of Ian Book here. Okay. And mm-hmm. then at Washington, at Giants, home to Washington, home to Cardinals. At they're trying to avenge that Monday night football loss. Remember that one, George? Mm-hmm. And then I do. home. At Eagles. George, they don't have enough. Like, are they going to be more than three point underdogs in any of those games? No, it, it's a great point. And my whole thesis is that if the going gets rough for the
0: Cowboys, it's particularly hard for them to keep going because everyone talks about it and they're ah. under such a microscope. Are they? Right?
1: Yes, yes. That being said, I can see like Mike McCarthy's first year was mostly a nightmare, mm-hmm. but they had every reason last year to quit on him. And they, they didn't really, right? Like they 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 beat teams they should have beaten down the stretch. They beat some teams they probably shouldn't have beaten, like Philly, um, you know, in week sixteen. And yeah, they kind of pissed one down their leg against the Giants in week seventeen, but they played hard down the stretch. And mm-hmm. you know, and McCarthy's teams in Green Bay, remember when you know Aaron Rodgers said relax after a one and two right. start and they went on to win MVP. Like they he I, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment or suspend disbelief on Mike McCarthy for just one more season. And, and th- I mean, now that they spell it out this way and frankly, George, like the chargers are the chargers, man. Like, you know, like the, no, they basically, the last 16 games of the season are profoundly winnable for them. And in fact, like the market, and we'll talk about this in a second in the week, one game, not high on Herbert.
0: True. This is very true. Um, or my guy, Brandon Staley. Um, by the way, you can check out um, all of these um, all of these uh, strength schedules on pff.com. If you have uh, an edge subscription, you'll be able to take a look at them. Um, but we're going to go over. Let's go. Let's go to the hardest. Let's do that. Um, so or sorry. The easiest. You yeah. five easiest schedules and I'm excited for these um, for a reason. Um, easiest schedule. My San Francisco 49ers. So Super Bowl, here we come. <laughs> Basically my takeaway. Um, I, w- I will say this. The San Francisco 49ers, um, it, their schedule. So if we look at their schedule here, um, it, it's interesting because there are it, 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 not only do they have a good schedule, but they have a nice bye week as well. Um, and to me, that that's super important for a very particular reason, which yeah. is, of course, the Trey Lance situation. So they go, uh they start off with two road games, but both winnable. They'll be big uh, favorites in Detroit, and they play Philly. Philly stinks. So they go two and zero. Then they play both
1: one o'clock games, both one o'clock. So the tricky thing is they're road games and they're ten a.m. Pacific, but they're against like yes,
0: but they're not. Uh, there's no, the they're they're second gonna... goal
1: is that they're against shitty teams, right? You'd rather but waste those. The, they're also... the,
0: they're also, okay, so the first one is week one. They'll be able to get there and acclimate time-wise, and then they're going to stay out there.
1: Right. They've done that before. That was something that was not available to a lot of COVID. I mean, right. they have, like, this is, this is a great break, you know, and I'm going to, you know, the, these are tickets for you for your birthday, by the way, George. The, the, <laughs> they have five 1 o'clock Eastern games on the road at Detroit. Detroit's terrible. At Eagles, Eagles are terrible. At Bears, you know, that's going to be the Trey Lance versus Justin Fields Bowl. But let's assume the the Bears are still lined as an under 500 team. At Jags, going to be pretty winnable. And then at our Cincinnati Bengals, George, uh, you know, right before Christmas, uh, we'll make for a nice little gift for you there. Um, And and so, like –
0: Jimmy G's going to have the week off, so he's going to come join us on the forecast.
1: That's right, yeah. So th- those are that that's really good for them. And and um, you know, and I think it it finishes off kind of. I mean, you get the Houston Texans right after New Year's, that'll be a nice little one. And then you have what what is what could shape out to be a pretty uh important football game uh second weekend of January at LA, a place mm-hmm. where the Niners have kind of pulled the Rams' pants down the last few years.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm bullish, man. I, I'd be, you know, uh, right now if I had to decide, you know, between them and the Rams, I, I'm, I'm leaning, I'm leaning hard to the Niners. I just think they're so, such a better roster. I, Rams are about a middle Shannon. of the pack
1: schedule, um, Niners by again, and this is why, and I, I make fun of these, I make fun of these situations all the time. But it's why you lose games at the end of the year, right? Like it's why when the league says, Hey, do you want to play in Arizona and have no home field advantage? the Niners are like, Hell yeah, we will. Let's lose these three games and fucking get the you know, get the twelfth pick and you know, and end up with a great schedule. The other good schedule, of course, is that Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that we kind of like the over for, a team that we kind of like the divisional odds for. Yeah, the, especially, the- especially now
0: with Tim Tebow. I mean, you can't underestimate what a the guy who, of can't, jesus. who can't throw a football can't catch a football but in the locker room which is as we know where the game is won there's no one better
1: the 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 power of jesus i think will, will will transcend um you know any deficiencies they have defensively for sure could he play in a pinch like three four D end? stop it i think all things are possible let me tell you the height of
0: of Um, television today. So yes, I have ESPN on and I'm just laughing at them the whole time because all of the lineups are getting broken and they can't talk about them. So all they're doing is talking about Tim Tebow. They brought on, I shit you not. They brought on a Sunday night baseball commentator, Jessica Mendoza, bless her heart, came on, get up. And Mike Greenberg asked her about, Tim Tebow, you know why? Because he played fucking minor league baseball for the Mets. I mean, it was banana land. It was absolute banana land. I don't know if Urban Meyer is of the mind that having a chaplain who also takes up a spot on the roster is like somehow good for sh- for things like it's paying one salary. Um, well, do you think?
1: Do you think he's overcompensating? Remember when they hired that like racist like maybe, strength coach, maybe. and then like Pretty you know, maybe, but I, I feel like Tebow doesn't necessarily – I mean, I don't know if he cancels that out culturally. Yes, I don't yeah. know either. We don't
0: know. Yeah, I've I, don't, I, mean, I don't think belief. he's – he's so, not
1: orthogonal to that strength coach, right? Exactly. I've also I don't think he might – not share the worldview he has, but he's not orthogonal. Um, here's another one that –
0: He really wants to do the Jacksonville because he's secretly stu- smuggling cocaine in yeah. into Florida.
1: Here's one that's interesting. Cleveland, um, you know, a, a below-average difficulty schedule – Same as the Jets.
0: What about our Broncos? The Broncos have the third easiest schedule, Eric. And this is really good news. We bet a lot of money on their overwin total. I love their chances at the division as a long shot. They might get
1: Rodgers. I don't know if Rodgers
0: is watching now. I'm sure he will at some point. The easy schedule has got to be enticing. Green Bay has kind of a hard one.
1: You look at the first six games – at Giants winnable at Jaguars winnable home to Jets winnable mm-hmm. you know what they don't get though is that edge that we've always read about with they don't get that till week 3 at home in Denver but then you know home to Ravens will be hard at Steelers will be relatively easy let's be quite honest mm-hmm. and then at home to Raiders you're looking at a possibility of 4 and 2 5 and 1 there um you know they they probably will be favored in uh, they might not be favored against the Giants on the road. We'll have to look at it and see what that number ends up being. But that's not so bad. And then, you know, you go, you have a speed bump in the Browns there on the road. Then you have Washington's winnable, at Dallas is winnable, Eagles at home is winnable. You don't mm-hmm. even get Kansas City until December. Um, and I believe you get them twice uh, there. But by then, you might have confidence. You might actually, you know, start feeling your oats. You know, Teddy Bridgewater might be the next coming by then, or Aaron Rodgers is the you know, MVP of the league by then, who knows? You know I mean? If wild. they get off to a fast start, like, let's say they do start five and one with, with Rogers. Let's say, let's say the Ravens trip him up. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the, he's the favorite for MVP at that point. Is he not? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. 100%.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Indy after that stretch I
0: mentioned has a really easy schedule. Now it'd be interesting if there's one person that you feel like could get them back on the tracks, it would be Frank Reich if they can somehow go that first five, go two and three, maybe three and two, like they're in really good shape. Um, But it'd be interesting to see what happens if like Carson Wentz starts to, you know, fall apart a little bit. Um, And then the Philadelphia Eagles who, you know, I'm sure they'll manage to overcome the easy schedule (laughs) that they have. Let me ask you this real quick, because I want to get to week one, but I looked at the Kansas City Chiefs schedule, Eric. We've talked a lot about how the Chiefs have – Made some decisions we wouldn't make for long term for their franchise, but you look at just this year. And my take on the Kansas City Chiefs is, if they don't have an, a massive injury to Mahomes, Hill or Kelsey, they are going to go 15 wins at a minimum.
1: Well, and their Mahomes their number went up to- the
0: MVP. I mean, the- it's it's a joke
1: their number went up to 12 and a half it is the juice to the over it almost is to the point where i'll take the plus price um but yeah i mean cuz you you know and i thought they had a good draft like i you know i'm one to rip them even though i they're my favorite team but like mm-hmm. i i thought they did a great job in the draft as far as like getting starters on their team yep. um and and they come out like nick Bolton's starting right away for them um you know that that noah gray the tight end out of duke he's probably playing snaps right away same with nick uh, by Cornell the way,
0: Powell
1: 33 to 1. Yeah, Cornell Powell is a, you know, their third wide receiver, box out red zone guy right away, but you look and and it's going to be harder. I mean, they they've started 4-0 or better every year since 16, so or since 17. But it, it is hard at the beginning cuz you have Bills, you have Ravens, you have Browns right the three three smartest teams in the NFL you mm-hmm. have right away, first 5 games. You also have the Chargers and the and the Eagles. Um but after that, man, you, you know you have, and you know you have at Washington shouldn't be too hard at Tennessee. Um, you know, right, right. You know, four hours south of here. The one that's tricky for me, and I think that this hinges: if Rogers retires, like, how much? E- like, if, if if you're a Chiefs fan, you hope Rogers retires because then you get the home game against Green Bay against Jordan Love, and then you get the the Denver two Denver games against uh, Teddy Bridgewater or or whatever. Right. And you're 15-2, and right? Like, this is absurd. You get a Dallas team that might be plucky, but you get them at home. You get the Steelers. Like, all the teams that could surprise you, you get them at home in the Steelers and the Cowboys. um, Yeah. Yeah. I also think this about the the Chiefs. I I mean, look, I love the
0: Browns. Uh, We'll talk about what that line is going (laughs) to be in Week 1. They have owned the Ravens. I mean, they have owned the Ravens' defense. So... Um, I actually think the Chargers is a sneaky hard game there because they're coming off of um, a Sunday night game, Baltimore, Kansas City, Sunday night week two. That'll be great. They've had two hard fought games. They um, then they then the, they then the played Chargers the
1: Chargers. Play, the Chargers have played the Chiefs extremely tough mm-hmm. for th- basically three years. Um, you know they they had that week two one that we won the teaser on. You know you don't count week, but then they they actually beat them in Arrowhead on that Thursday night. That even the year they won the Super Bowl, it was two games that were down to the wire. Like they are a tough matchup for the Chiefs because that cover three defense is hard for the Chiefs to handle. Um, should we talk briefly about the the Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim? Sure. Um, I, I, you know, I, I my, I've been saying this, trying to be funny on all these radio shows. I think the the funnest thing about this season is going to be finding out how this team loses more games than it wins because you know it's going to happen i just have no clue how like they're talented um they don't have that tough of a schedule right i mean we're not talking about you know we're talking about a middle of the pack schedule Mm -hmm. but i mean you look the way it's set up it's like at washington well that's a west coast going to east coast playing at 10 a.m game right and washington's a plucky squad you know you get cowboys at home but you know the cowboys are really it could be a really good offensive team, and then you go to Kansas City, like, 0-3 is not out of the question, right? But 3-0 is also not out of the question. Like, it's literally a team where I think it could go either way.
0: I agree, and it'll be so fascinating to me to watch um, how good that defense ends up becoming because yeah. Brandon Staley is a wizard. He has a ridiculously talented defense. Like, as talented as the Rams' defense was, the Chargers defense is more widely touted. They don't have Aaron Donald. Um they don't have Jalen Ramsey, but they have a really deep defense. I think it'll be very good. It's more um, of a
1: projection I think though. But without Hayward, without you know, without that dominant corner, they but, don't Derwin James is a better player than any safety he had. So there's that. Uh, linebackers, I think are linebackers are a little less solid in in Los Angeles than they like Kenneth Murray is sort of like more likely to be out of position than any of the stiffs they had for the Rams. But like, he also has way more upside. So he could be a good player, but he could also be a huge liability. Um, but you like, once like we, you go,
0: once we start talking about linebacker wins, <laughs> you know well, that it's time to move on.
1: Yeah. So, so if they go, zero and three though, yeah, you, you have a home game against the Raiders and then you go Browns Ravens. It could go pear shape for them quickly. But if they get some wins at those first three games, then they get past the Browns and Ravens. Then you're looking at games against Broncos, Chargers, Steelers, Vikings, bad teams. So um, it'll be interesting.
0: No, it's a good point. I do think that, um, that you know, the, the starts are going to be more important for, for teams who I think are less um, – who have some really not-so-mentally-tough players. Um, or are going to be pelleted with media criticism, like the Cowboys, um, like the Colts. The Chargers mm-hmm. could go 0-3, and no one's going to talk about it. You know, yeah. so they'll be able to recover. Um, you ready to do some Week One? And yeah, where are we
1: gonna where where are we gonna take the lines from once we guess? Bet online. Uh,
0: we could do that. We could do DraftKings as well.
1: Oh, that's of right. Friends. Yeah, that's right. Let's do DraftKings, our friends.
0: All right. So um, let's start out with uh Dallas at Tampa Bay. Um this up
1: here. Week one. By the way, our our friend Tim Murray just messaged me, Trey Sermon a hundred to one at the Westgate to win offensive rookie of the year. I feel like I have to wire him some money right now.
0: I'm gonna be I'm gonna <laughs> be on a show later. I'll talk about
1: it. Um
0: okay I said Tampa Bay should be a seven and a half point favorite.
1: I said six and a half. And it is? It is six and a half.
0: It is six and a half.
1: Okay. Yes. Um,
0: so tell me why you think less than seven.
1: Uh, I think Dallas is decent. Um, I also think that they're, so the total on this game is 52 which should have meant a bigger spread. I mean, but six and a half, you're talking about a money line of minus two, 286. So you're looking at, you know, 65, 35. Like, I think that that's probably fair. Okay. Uh, I think anything less. You, than- you like, you like, I mean, you like Tampa. And I, and I agree with, I agree with that liking. Just remember though, you know, Brady is not a great starter of seasons, um, that Tampa team was finished the year about as perfect as it gets, but it's far from perfect. You also have the Aryan stuff that they were able to ignore during the playoffs, like the Fat Lenny runs and all that stuff. I don't know. Like six and a half seems right. They started
0: the season out poorly because they hadn't played together yet.
1: But and he's always – but you're talking about – I mean – I'm talking about Brady specifically as a player. Like you remember your first year on the road with Sunday Night Football. they like they lost to Detroit. Yeah. They, they lost have, to B- they've Portals. Always,
0: they've always been because their team was thin. They would get injured here and there. Um, it was the way I think that the Patriots built their team. They were very much a, hey, let's, you know, let's ease into this and let's make sure we're ready for the playoffs. They also played in a division that was absolute dog shit. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at quote going for two, they do not they do not want to win three straight road games to get to the Super Bowl. Okay, they don't want to do that again. Um, they also are running it back with all of their team. They have great chemistry. Their offensive line is going to be healthy and intact. And guess what? Dallas does not have a defense. So as far as starting strong, uh, soft or not not well, uh, I'm not worried about that. This is at six and a half. One of my favorite uh, bets of, of week one. I love it in teasers. We'll get to that. Um, do you want to make a case for Dallas that's not just being negative about Tampa Bay?
1: No, I can't. I <laughs> I can't take the only reason I can't if it was a full seven, I would take Dallas.
0: Can you but aren't you worried about like as much continuity as Tampa Bay has Dallas isn't going to have that.
1: Yeah, but Dallas, Because da- this sounds blasphemous, but I think we forget how good Dak is. Oh, I have no doubt that Dak
0: is going to be great. Uh, no doubt at all. But this is going to be his first game since he literally, his leg was snapped like a twig. A twig, okay? And Tampa Bay is no joke. Ju- Tampa Bay is going to blitz the ever-living hell. Out of Dak Prescott, okay, and they they are going to get to him a couple times, and that being the first game after he snapped his leg in half, like, man, I I am, I'm all in on the Bucks, all in on the Bucks. in general, are you
1: going to write this up with me? I I mean, I'll go in with you. I'll go in with you. I got you. uh, Teaser season, the
0: teaser season. Well, the teaser,
1: yeah, the teaser is fine. You tease through the six and the and the. um Um, three and and let me say um,
0: this this is in light of my general belief and I I just want to I'm curious I think you share this belief but that dogs week one are exciting
1: well that's it I mean we we've seen yeah I mean dogs are good week one you know most of the time so if you if you can get one I, I you know you you should take it <laughs> you know like but i i think the problem is is it's on the wrong side of seven like i think six and a half is there to entice people to bet Tampa bay oh um, you call me a sucker i'm not saying that i'm saying like i mean <laughs> s- there is no such thing as a trap bet there is no such thing like this is where the number is laying let me let me see where we um i believe in our power rankings it is about seven six and a half seven yes. if you take the difference between the two I'm still working through some of the the kinks here but like so it, it, it it's not as egregious as we think I think Dallas with Dak back in the fold um, is a formidable team and we're resulting a little bit too much off the last season um, Dallas, but
0: Dallas like Tampa Bay last year will get rolling
1: but it ain't happening week one
0: okay let's let's go to a really good game
1: uh Well, Seattle, Indianapolis, Seattle. How is Seattle (laughs) getting two and a half?
0: (laughs) Look at the screen. Jacksonville, Houston. Let's spend 30 seconds
1: on Jacksonville, Houston. I I have Uh,
0: Houston as a three point underdog at home.
1: Sorry, but I was not looking at the screen. Let me look. Uh, I have have Jacksonville as a two and a half point favorite. So, yeah. And what is it? It's two. It's Trevor too- Lawrence is going to be favored in his first career start. Yeah. Um that's not that's pretty rare, I would say. Um uh, yeah, that's just how
0: bad the um the Houston Texans are.
1: Mahomes wasn't even favored in his first career start. He wasn't favored in his first
0: three career right. starts. He played with with backup people. Do you have anything on this game? I, I do No, know.
1: no. I, yep. Don't even tease Houston. You're a, you're a, you're a savage if you tease Houston up to eight.
0: Okay, let's talk about a game that is actually good. I'm not going to lie to you guys again. I wouldn't do that, okay? Um, And let's go Pittsburgh-Buffalo. What did you have this at?
1: Is this a good game? Um, It is. I have Buffalo laying six and a half.
0: I have Buffalo minus seven.
1: All right, so we're both smashing Buffalo minus six here. It is traveling. It is minus 118, so our intuition was good here. Um, let me see if I can find a place where it's a solid six here and I can smash like I Buffalo just is, is outclassing it's minus, it's minus six. It's minus six, minus one eighteen. Buffalo outclasses Pittsburgh here. And I think I don't even think it's particularly close. I just see a one ten here. Let me uh let me see that Tootsie roll with that bet here. There we go. Minus one ten. I, I'm going. In, I'm going in right now, George. I mean, we are. We are all. It's Bills Mafia. This is. It's basically Bills Mafia. I'm, yeah, well, I'm, I'm Bill. paying back. Look, I'm paying back the Bills for all the times that doubted Josh Allen. So there you go. I just there bet is. it. Bills minus six, week one.
0: I mean, you think about um, if you just look at at last year and the the points above replacement level. Josh Allen, you know, seven-ish, right up there with you know the Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady's that group. And you look at Big Ben Roethlisberger. I think it was generous that we gave him four points above replacement level quarterback. I think that was generous, to be honest. I see him more as two to three. Um, that's a big difference from the quarterback position. Okay, Josh Allen much better than than um, Ben Roethlisberger. but they're also better. Better else. like
1: everywhere else, except yeah. for the edge position where JJ Watt or TJ Watts really good. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, I like that a lot. I don't think there's much more to be said there. What's the um what's the next one?
0: The next one are the New York football jets visiting the Carolina Panthers, the Sam Darnold Bowl. Uh, it's happening week one, which I think is is fair. Let's get it out of the way. I don't want to talk about this later on in the season.
1: Ooh. Um, I have
0: Carolina as a three and a half
1: point favorite. We both have that. The Jets are getting four and a half. I am going ahead, and I am. I like Zach Wilson. I. I think. I you know his his mom's Instagram aside, all the, the rants and raves and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. The the you, you saw the Disney World rant, right? Yeah, I did. Not good not a great look. No. However, I think he's a hell of a quarterback, and I and I I think the world of Robert Salah, I'm gonna take the four and a half here. I do like that. Uh, I like that. Carolina, um, dude, Carolina is not like is is Teddy Bridgewater is like one of like the best human beings in the NFL, and he's out here dragging the art smock across the across the street today.
0: But, let me say this. It would not to say that you're confident Sam Donald is better than is the better quarterback in this, in this game, buddy. I think you might need to go watch some film. Okay. Sam Donald has been a bottom five graded quarterback every year in the league. And I get that it was with Adam Gase. I understand that. Um, but Zach Wilson is coming in with a Lafleur running Shanahan's offense and Robert Sala and, um, Ooh, I don't know. I like
1: it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I have to go all the way to find the the best number. I think I had to go all the way to a friend we used to know here for this number. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's
0: go to Arizona at Tennessee. Um, I had this. Actually, you, it's your turn. What do you? What do you get? Uh,
1: okay. Um, I had Tennessee laying six and a half. I'm not. I I need to see something from my guy Cliff here. Whoa. I have –
0: so you had Tennessee minus 6.5?
1: Yeah. Holy buckets. I had Tennessee minus 2.5. And And you're right. Thank you. So that means – am I going in on – I've been dragging Tennessee all offseason and all of a sudden on opening day.
0: 6.5 without Arthur Smith, Corey Davis.
1: Yes, but –
0: Johnu Smith even. But like it is – is Cliff Kingsbury a false positive? Like, is he good? Do you remember how good Kyler Murray was when he, before he was injured? Like, I Kyler remember, No, no, no. I,
1: actually, I don't, George. I remember sweating out Cardinals Niners week one, Cardinals plus seven, and that being literally one of the worst games of the season. Jimmy G doing, like, the, the dipsy Do in the pocket and, and getting sacked by Jordan Hicks, like, after spinning against no one. Uh, Kyler Murray throwing picks, um, Raheem Mostert getting loose on Isaiah Simmons. Like, that was a terrible game, and and somehow the Niners were worse than the Cardinals. Like, the Niner, like, the Cardinals got out of the gate and played some bad teams right away, and and they lost it home to outright to the Lions early on the season. Like, they're not, and they lost to Teddy's Panthers too. Like, they're they got they got some luck in the middle of the season. Like, I don't there think are some,
0: there are some haters out here of me, actually multiple. Um but uh someone is, is saying that Corey Davis was bad. Corey Davis was Corey Davis was year.
1: terrific last year. Let's not let's not get it twisted. He he disappeared against good defenses, including the Ravens in the playoffs, but he was a fine number two receiver. Up 15 the, graded receiver last year. The Cardinals did upgrade a corner. Like Malcolm Butler's better than Patrick Peterson right now. So like they, they did get better in some spots. They they got Tay Gowan, which is like one of the sneakier, like I think great picks in the draft. But they also took, you know, was it Rondell Moore? Like, Rondell Moore, like, I just, I'm, I fade the hell out of Cl- Cliff Clif Kingsbury right now. I just don't see it with him. I, you but know, what I'm this, is. this far you off know what this market. Is. This is this a steak is. dinner.
0: This might be a steak dinner. I'm just, you're going to,
1: you're going to take, okay. Uh, uh. No, you I mean, just, I
0: think we, we have to come up with an alternate line because you have it at six and a half. Yeah. Right. So I think we'd have to have an alternate line here. We can figure that out. We have all offseason and, we have, and all many off sta- season. we have many steak dinners to talk about this over. Right. Um, all right. We are going to uh, the Los Angeles Chargers visiting the Washington football team. Um, what'd you have this at? I had it as a pick em. Okay. I had Washington minus three.
1: Yeah. It's basically a pick. So. On DraftKings, it's minus one and a half. Chargers, but to lay the minus one and a half, it's minus 103. You know, it's,
0: uh, it's Chargers favored by one and a half.
1: Yes. And and I think I believe Wash. Yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, this is basically a pick'em because of the way that it's priced. Um, you know, a little bit of a lean towards the Chargers. The one isn't <sighs> worth a whole lot. Yeah. The Yeah, it, there's there's some. I thought I thought that the football team might end up being favored here, and they might end up being. And there's really no difference between you know laying a point, getting a point at 10. I think it's a couple percentages points here or there. So I don't know. I'm I, I this is a layoff game. This is this is actually one of those games where it'll be really fun to see sort of like what these two teams are. Because I, I honestly it could go either way here. I'm on mute. I don't know how I was on mute, but um You didn't want to screw up my rant. So you were you were selfless. I'm gonna paint yes. this in a positive light for you.
0: No, no. Hey, let me get you on the board with this. Teaser.
1: Yo, you could tease Washington up to seven and a half.
0: Tease me up know. to seven and a half. Because are the Chargers blowing anybody out? Stop Chargers aren't blowing anybody
1: out. No. No.
0: Gonna be a low scoring game. What's the total on this game?
1: Uh it it, it does. Let me look here. 44 and a half seems low, man, but the chargers are a classic drive the length of field and punt or, uh, and kick field goals team, right? Like that, like we've gotten burned on a lot of chargers over. So let's just say that
0: the, the the Los Angeles chargers are, are, are 22nd in ELO, the Washington football team are 21 in ELO. They're at home. Uh, It's interesting to note last year, basically no home field advantage. This year, fans are going to be back. So, you know you can get that two points of, of home field back and I think there's reason for people in Washington who have been you know not so not so excited about their team to be a little more excited yep. I'm getting I'm getting ruined for being muted once again but it's okay teasers are back all right um, Minnesota your Vikings are going to who's, our who's Vikings
1: by the way RIP Jerry Burns one of the best uh, press conferences of all time, the last Vikings head coach to win two playoff games in the same year, I was dead, died today. So, peace. Yeah. I have the Cincinnati Bengals or
0: Cincinnati Bengals as a three-point underdog at home to the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Yeah, I said Minnesota would be favored by three and a half. See, I'm not a hater. You're not a hater, and it is three and a half. Although to 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 get the three and a half with the Bengals, it's minus 124. So I'll call this a tie between us because three minus, you know, three and a half minus 124 and three, you know, six of one half dozen to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm enticed by the little hook there. I am. Um, the, the last year, we took the Bengals in a teaser week one. Um, they almost won the game outright. Randy Bullock's fat ass missed a field goal at the end to to try to tie the game against Tyrod. You're not in a position to call anyone a fat ass. Right now. Oh, come on. <laughs> Ass. You're just trying to come back now because you were muted for all the I look, to, I'm trying to dig trying myself to, out of a hole. You're trying to paint me in a in a bad light here. I'm getting
0: shredded in the comments. Okay. So I had I had to do something. Um look, here's what I'll say. If I knew this is similar to the Dak thing, I need to see Joe Burrow out there playing with this team before I'm willing to bet them. Now I'm not scared of the Vikings in any way, shape, or form. But I just want to make sure. I wouldn't bet it now because you just never know. And if you don't get Joe Burrow out there, this game's fucking over. So, you know, if Joe Burrow's not out there, this is Cincinnati plus seven and a half. Um, Vikings,
1: long history of losing to terrible backups, though. I'll just say that. True. true. Uh,
0: Let's go. San Francisco at Detroit. Uh, I uh,
1: I had Detroit um, plus five and a half, I had it plus. Four and a half. I was restoring the rower a little bit. Oh. it is seven and a half. Whoa. Are we on Detroit week one? Oh my god. The motor city kitties. Oh no. Let's go. No. Our guy KO. We can we can root for our guy this KO is and impressive. uh John. What
0: are you doing? Jimmy G on the road. Come on.
1: Yeah, that's probably exact. Did you remember how do you remember the display Jimmy G put on last year in week one?
0: It's illegal
1: yes. in like Alabama.
0: It's not. It was not pretty. Um, I hate to say this, but this is a hold your nose and Here bet comes Detroit the cold water.
1: So right now, you oh, and I, on, are on Give me and an I are M- on
0: I use minus six and Eminem line to bet the Lions. Give me some credit. I'm in mid season form right now. Yeah.
1: You also, you also made fun of my appearance, but we'll, 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 you're one, one and one Buffalo Buffalo minus six Detroit plus seven and a half um, are the two ones so far. I'm not Tampa Bay Buccaneers. uh, I'm going to get you on. I'll do it for Timo. All right. Um, All right. One more thing to be illegal in Alabama, by the way. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um. We are now brushing your teeth is illegal line. in
1: Alabama. I heard.
0: Let's so real quick on the Lions, though. They go get, I thought they had a really solid draft, right? They wait there, they get Panay Sewell. You've got, um, you know, Jared Goff, like, oh man, I,
1: you still have Jared Goff, man. That
0: I don't, I don't think know. he's, I, I know Jared Goff is not good, he's not great, he's not that bad, like, he might be the best. He's the better quarterback in this game, getting seven and a half points. That, that's, that's all I'd say. And Dan Campbell, if this game is close, is going to lose it. I have no doubt, but I'm just saying Jared Goff, better quarterback, getting points at home, um, Philadelphia, Atlanta. Remember when this was the opening uh, Sunday yeah. night game and how terrible it is. And now just a few years later, it's still terrible, but it's not thankfully on Sunday night. Um
1: that's right. Where we we got them right where we want them now. Right,
0: right. Um, okay, our Falcons. I'm already telling you, I'm going to bet the Falcons right now. Um,
1: I guess somehow, some way,
0: I have the Falcons as a four and a half point favorite.
1: Good God, I have them as three and a half point favorites, and they are three and a half point favorites. And there is no way I'm 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 letting the Falcons win a game that I'm upset about. I, I can't do it. Like they win by three, I'm 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 should be happy as a peach. And mm-hmm. and if I the Georgia, by the way, if I if I end up Justin Bieber fan with if I end up with a loss in my betting, like if I'm already pulling away from the money I'm winning in the win total because yeah. they lose they win by three, I'm 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 out. So yeah. I want them to win. I might might even lay a little money line, but I'm not I'm not laying the three and a half here.
0: I have a feeling that the Falcons are gonna win by twenty.
1: The Falcons one year are just going to blow everybody out, and I if have, I'm not on the train. I'm going to be so tilted.
0: Do you remember the last time they had a half fucking decent offensive coordinator? It was Kyle Shanahan, and they blew the brakes. Sark off.
1: was good. The defense was just a brutal. Sark concoction was of good,
0: me. okay, but he was also he was not great. Arthur Smith is great, okay. Um, now I'm I'm kind of with you because we have their win total, but I'm saying right now Falcons by 21. Uh, Seattle goes and plays Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I've lost are they letting us tease these
1: games? Let me let me. Oh, teaser! I don't, I don't
0: know, but I have Indy minus <gasps> two and a half.
1: They are. Uh, yeah, uh, it is Indy minus two and a half. I had um, I be easier ones to. Pick. I had two and a half. Yeah, this is a tease. I'm teasing the hell out of this game, Seattle. Is a keep it one score game plus eight and a half. Find your next favorite game here. Um, you like the Cardinals apparently. You can tease them up to eight and a half too. I like the Bucks are my favorite teaser leg. What about Chiefs pick them? Well the Bucks, yeah. Okay. Bucks. I'm going for
0: it. I I love Seattle plus eight and a half though. I love it so much. I love it so, 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 so much.
1: I took I took Bucks minus a half, Seattle plus eight and a half. A lot of teaser exposure on this card, by the Welcome way. Our friend Drew to the nota, Teaser nota. season. Tease.
0: They, they should have. You know, they said this is the NFL's biggest season.
1: It's the NFL's
0: biggest teaser season.
1: It's Teas- <laughs> All
0: right, those are all the early Sunday games. We have four late window Sunday games. We're starting with the Denver Broncos at the New York Giants. Uh, would you have this one? Is?
1: Um, the New York football giants. I have the giants laying two and a half.
0: I have the giants laying three.
1: Ooh. What is it? Um, oh, the Broncos are laying a point and a half. Is this, is this Rodgers? I said no Rodgers specifically on my notes. I, I, there's look if it's Rodgers, they're at
0: least a three point favorite, at least. Yeah. Um, this is another one where it's tempting because the favorites are wrong, but it matters so little in terms of the points. Yeah,
1: because from two and a half to one and a half, you're, you're, you're not accumulating that much in the way of actual percentage. So. But this
0: is another one where I'll say this. Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, where the fuck it is between those two that's starting, ain't blowing out anybody.
1: Yeah, the total on this game is actually still on the board, 42-and-a-half. Oh, my which, God. Which it's not on the board for Green Bay because of the uncertainty at QB. Yeah. But if if you apply that same uncertainty to Denver, New York, I mean, I guess both teams have good defenses. That's one thing. But the, the issue is, if Drew Locke starts this game and, and Daniel Jones start this game, you're talking about a fumble-aya. And that is a conducive to the over, right? Like, this, a fumble city. If Bridgewater starts for Denver, yeah, this game's 14-10. But, like, you know, that that's kind of the variance you have to incur here.
0: Yes. Um, I
1: – Fumble-Eye, by the Fumb-Aliya way. fumble is very Thumb-Aliya good. fumble
0: uh, <laughs> I season. I like this again in a little little Giants plus 7.5 tees because it, defensive battle, I know you're subject to the fumble variance, but the Giants um, – the Giants' weapons have improved a lot. You know, you bring in Kenny Galladay. They already had Slayton, um, Shepard. Like you get Saquon back, you can throw him the ball a few times, um, and then you get Kadarius Tony in there. They were a solid defense. Joe Judge is going to give some super passionate speech. Uh, this is going to be close, another close game. Um,
1: you love to, yeah. You love you to know, see.
0: It. I mean, like, I don't know. The Giants. I know they were twenty eighth in Elo. Um, Denver twenty six. I think both teams have improved, but I do I do really think that the the Giants are a team. Daniel Jones I think graded eighteenth overall last year, but had like this terrible touchdown interception ratio. Um, people are too negative on Daniel Jones. I can't believe I'm saying that, but people are too negative on Daniel Jones.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean this this could have Bortles' year three written all over it. Packers great. Blake Bortles by the way. All right, so we go.
0: Let's go to Green Bay, New Orleans. If that's not on the board,
1: uh, it's two and a half. Oh, sorry. It is a I. okay. I I guess Green Bay minus two and a half with Rodgers. Okay, with Rodgers. So I guess with Rodgers too, and I have Green Bay minus four and a half. Yeah, so the Saints are two and a half point favorites right now. Green Bay in a teaser feels like an absolute – like – That's a line published by a sports book that's willing to take money. Yeah, the our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook have it at Green Bay plus two and a half. Is that like
0: their promotion? Are you getting a promotional line?
1: I don't know. I don't I don't know
0: that this they must this has to be a hedge on Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is not gonna be a fucking underdog to Jameis Winston. I'm sorry.
1: You underestimate Jameis.
0: The Packers are the better team in every single spot. Everywhere, the yeah. Packers are better. So this is an Aaron Rodgers hedge. There's no doubt in my mind, and for that reason, I'm I'm not betting. I don't think I'm betting it right now. I mean, I'm, you know, limits are small, so you're probably not going to put a max bet on it, anyways. Um, but I think I'm staying away from this one. If I, I there's a bunch of yeah, things out there,
1: there must be some indication. I mean, I don't think Rodgers is going back to Green Bay. Like, let that. me ask
0: you this: Do you think the Bortles signing was no? Any indication of anything.
1: No, it's a camp arm. They they have to do training. They have to do one of these camps. If you have one quarterback I mean, my best my best friend in college was like the quarterback and one year there was like two guys that got hurt right away and he had to throw every ball and the guy basically this guy's arm fell off. Like you just need you need more than just the one dude there, right? So I think that, I think it's almost entirely just to like, you know, have somebody to throw to the back of receivers. Now,
0: in fairness, Jordan Love has not had A lot of usage on his arm, so true. You true. never know. Um, let's move to Cleveland, Kansas City. Um, obviously, a rematch of the divisional where Chad Henney came in, converted a fourth and one, and through the, the worst
1: interception I've ever seen.
0: The Cleveland Browns fumbled the ball out of the back of the end zone. Um, it was a beautiful. Remember how cover. sharp
1: I was, by the way, in the pregame show, I had Chiefs first half. Yes, which covered Chiefs full game did not did not Browns did Browns did
0: Browns did cover.
1: Um, um, I said I, that. Go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I had Kansas City minus six and a half. So did I. I it had is five, five and on a half on, on DraftKings. It is six in other places. Um, look again. The the the. I think, this is I, think he, I think five and a half you have to smash. I'm sorry. That's one of you our things. Yeah. dude. Like the, the chiefs were 14 and two last year with like an embarrassment of injuries and like, and Mahomes like, I don't even think played that well for him. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you're talking about a guy now. I think he's going to blow torch the oh, first. I agree. Like, I, agree I, I just think it's going to be, and, and, but- let me give and you a, Cleveland's Cle- a good football team, but like they're not Cleveland's not just let's say 3 points worse than the Chiefs. Here's the
0: only thing that worries me. I would take Cleveland here because I think they're in Cleveland is a, one of the best rosters and this is hats off to Andrew Berry out there. But the one thing that worries me is their passing game. And it was like Pins and needles on which receiver was going to get open to catch the ball. Yeah, I don't have I don't see any reason to trust that Odell Beckham coming back is going to help them. I'm not saying it's going to hurt them, but I'm saying I would like to see it first. So for that reason, I think I can get on board with you and go with Kansas City. I also said that Kansas City could go undefeated this year. all like what Colin Coward said about the Ravens last year, which is <laughs> not smart. But um, that being said, uh, I do agree with you. And, and look. The difference between these two teams, you know, depending on on how you want to, you know, adjust for last season is 10 points, you know, give or take, based on based on what we had them at the at the end of last season. So, you know, I I, I think it's I think it's fair to smash them here. Let's in, in go. Um, all right. We have one more late Sunday game, Miami at New England. I have New England as a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home.
1: I have – let me get back. I have New England as a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home, and that is, I believe, what it is. In fact, it's two some places, which I wanted to tease it up. I do think Miami as a teaser leg is a great play. I yes. think two-and-a-half is probably not a great bet on either side. Who
0: um, – Mac Jones or Cam Newton?
1: It's going to be Cam. Yeah. Unless Cam gets hurt in the in the preseason, but like yeah. I don't see, I mean, preseason is going to be so chill this year. I don't think he's going to get hurt.
0: I'm. This is I. It, it, I obviously like it as a teaser. Like this is one of my lesser favorite teaser legs, and the reason being is that I want to see Tua. I'd rather bet Tua against a bad defensive scheme than a defensive scheme like Bill Belichick's um, with new receivers who we might not be on the same page with. At this point, Tua's got to get better this year. Oh, I agree. I agree. But like getting better this year and getting better for Week One are not, you know, they're they're they're, um, not uh, correlated uh, that heavily. Mm -hmm. Um, So, anyways, uh, Sunday night on Week One is Chicago in Los Angeles to face the Rams. I would be stunned. I would be shocked. If Chicago played Andy Dalton in this game, I I would question everything. If Andy Dalton plays in primetime week one, then I don't care what this line is. I'm betting the Rams. Rams (laughs) like 40. Okay. There isn't a number big enough for me to bet on Andy Dalton against Aaron Donald at the Rams. Like there just isn't.
1: I think Chicago should be six and a half point underdogs. I said five and a half, it's seven. I I think they're betting that Dalton's playing. Man, that has to be it. That has to be it. What's,
0: I mean, this line with fields cannot be seven.
1: Yeah. And the total is 45, which I think is a Dalton total.
0: If I will tell you this right now, I'm going back to the Sunday night. Well, Chris, Al, Michelle, Fred, every single person in NBC. If Andy Dalton plays in this game, are going to be so fucking mad along <laughs> with the rest of America. Because fuck. <laughs> Who the hell wants that? Andy Dalton's own parents and family don't want to
1: see Andy Dalton start right, this game. At this point, like his wife would rather not see him Andy play Dalton,
0: boxing else. coach, doesn't even want to see Andy Dalton start this game.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Redhead's Associated Association of America doesn't even want to see him Yeah, play. Spencer Rattler
0: doesn't even want to see Andy Dalton start this game. Oh, my God. Um, By the way, Anthony
1: – no, shout out to uh, all the fair-skinned people, like Anthony Trash uh, and, and his sunburn in Vegas.
0: Good point. Um, we now move actually to another uh, team that has um, ties to our our friends. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are going to Las Vegas to face Alex Leatherwood and the Las Vegas Raiders of Anaheim, um, of Anaheim on Monday Night Football. Uh, I have the Vegas Raiders as a five-and-a-half-point underdog.
1: I have them as six-and-a-half, and it's five. And I will lay the points to the Ravens. The Ravens, on in week one, are an absolute smash. And we lost on it last year. We thought Cleveland was the, next, the second coming. And we, we took the points. It was eight points. And they're laying three fewer. I know they're on the road here instead of being at home. But the Death Star, come on! The Death Star is nothing to this Raiders or to this uh, Ravens team. I, Baltimore minus five is a, like a, a really solid first bet of the season. It's I, four and a half, one place I see it. I, look, I'm sorry. As I was it's reading my guess,
0: as I was reading out my guess, I realized this is too damn low. The Raiders took Alex Fucking Leatherwood in round one. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, shout out Connor Price, but like
1: <laughs> no. I <laughs> mean no. Okay. But speaking of somebody that took Alex Leatherwood,
0: great mirroring skills from what we saw. Um, I love the I love the Ravens as well. I love the Ravens. This might be my favorite now in hindsight, my favorite bet uh, of all of them, of all of yeah. them. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, that was guess the lines week one of the 2022 NFL season. How crazy is that?
1: 2021. So let's 2021 like ahead 2022. Yeah, sorry. Let's not get ahead. ahead of I ourselves. Got, I got ahead of myself. got
0: right. excited. Um, but that is exciting. Um, we will write up some of our favorite picks. You'll be able to read them tomorrow on PFF.com. We appreciate all of you guys for hanging out. Hope you're enjoying the beginning of your summer. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Peace.